I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. Thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. And yes, we are back. Yes, thank you to our apparent overlords at um, Comcast. Thank you for allowing us to be able to do this show. Because without you, we are truly screwed. Um, if if you guys missed it yesterday, only about a half a million customers <laughs> completely lost their uh, internet. And Pat, um, um, cat out of the bag about making of the sausage of the show. We're not in the same area. It, yeah, no, we're not. Not even close. Yeah, not even like, hey, can you get in a car and drive thirty minutes, and then uh, and then we'll uh, just do the show at. The other person's house. No, 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 no. So that meant yesterday, no show. Because literally, Pat, we were, what, about a minute from starting the recording of the show? Or Ish. were we just about a minute into recording the show? No, 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 no. We, we hadn't even started recording yet. We were about, you were literally about to hit the record button. And, and you then- went bye-bye. Yeah, your internet went went completely out. Yeah, you know, just a small issue of uh, 500,000 people all lost internet due to a network issue that we sincerely apologize for here at Xfinity. Folks, I am telling you right now, if there's any example that needs to be made of why we have the most idiotic system of deliverance of your internet service. It is that. All right. So we have all these people working remote. We have all of that going on. And um, my house can only be serviced by Xfinity. 
Okay. Well, what happens when Xfinity doesn't work? There is a reason why I call them communist cast. Hmm. Please do tell me more. Well, you see here in the state of Utah, they more or less have complete control over all things internet and cable. Yeah. I mean, there are certain areas in the state where you can get Google Fiber. And there is um, CenturyLink that is also here. But the thing is, CenturyLink is horrible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely mm-hmm. horrible. Um, I don't really trust Google either. You know, they, they might as well be just as communist, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then you have communist cast which happens to be the fastest and probably the best quality of the three that i know of that are here mm-hmm. so you're kind of stuck with them they, they kind of have this it's almost like they have a monopoly over uh all things internet but they don't pat they welcome co- communists not competition um <laughs> And why I point this out is because we had talked about this, right? When this whole parlor situation happened, it is an impossible situation to tell us, build your own. You cannot build a company without the help of other companies today, right? You can't. You can't do it. You couldn't build a building company, by the way, Pat. Nope. You couldn't do it without the help of. I don't know, all the other things that supply it, all the design equipment, all of the internet equipment that's used, all of the phone equipment, all of that stuff is still needed for you. And here in this country, if you can't lay the fiber, right, if you cannot build the the infrastructure to allow you to control the full pipeline, into somebody else's home or into your own business. Doesn't matter. You don't have a way to build your own. You must rely on other individuals. And that includes Comcast or ATTUverse or Verizon Fios or where whatever company, Mediacom in Iowa, right? They have a virtual monopoly in, in Iowa on cable and internet or Spectrum or whomever, right? You might have one or two choices. Well, okay. But that's why Elon Musk is bringing Starlink, right? You literally get to bypass all of that stuff. But it's few and far between in terms of people that can actually get it yet. My point in all of this is that um, this was a great lesson in you, you can't do it yourself. And also a great lesson in Comcast sucks. Now... Having said all of that, Pat, having said that, um, today on the show, it is a WTF Wednesday, so we will get to that in the second half of today's show. For those of you listening on Mojo 5.0 Radio, you will get that after the break. For those of you listening on podcast or watching on our Rumble page, rumble.com backslash critical thinking, you can always follow us on the socials as well to find out uh, where you can find this show. I am at The Coppin Show. He over there is at The Pat Oni Show. Um, but yeah, you can go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking and watch the show every single Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Central Time, noon on the East Coast. 
9 a.m. on the West Coast. And then 10 a.m. where Pat lives, apparently. Yeah. Which, Pat, I, I, I had... Never mind. I, I This is just going to get us sidetracked. I, I, I won't go there. But... Okay, okay. Um. So two things have happened here that I have severe questions over. Um, well, they kind of run together. And so I'm going to present you uh, what I was going to present for Truth or Fiction Tuesday yesterday. Truth or Fiction. If Amy Comey Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh strike down pro-life legislation, we should just ignore the Supreme Court. Truth or fiction? Mm, that that's a great that's a great one. I'm going to go with truth that we should. Okay. Um, and and the reason why is because part of the reason why Donald Trump appointed these two in particular justices, not necessarily, oh, I guess not necessarily so much Brett Kavanaugh, but definitely Amy Coney Barrett was because of her stances and her her um, jurisprudence on all things pro-life right that that was that was a big part of it was it not um and if, yes and if, and if she strikes it down along with brett kavanaugh do they or do they not lose some sort of legitimacy with conservatives um and those that are on in the pro-life movement are they not upholding the rule of law in which they both have had some some precedence for so if they're not doing that if they aren't going to i mean and i'm not trying to make it sound like oh we we, we vote for the supreme court no we don't we don't do that and there's a reason for it. Okay. But my my point is if if they don't if they don't do a lot of the things or which or why they were appointed, what was the point? No, that's a fair point. And I bring this up for two reasons. Number one, I think what conservatives miss in all of this is how did Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Comey Barrett become household names? Where did their names come up? It is the Federalist Society. It is all of these so-called conservative legal think tanks and whatever, right? Societies and groups, right? So here's why I think that's fiction. It's not that we shouldn't listen to the Supreme Court or abide by the Supreme Court here? It's not that. It is that we should never, ever, ever again listen to the Federalist Society or any of these so-called conservative legal groups. John Roberts, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, now, I will say this. I think Neil Gorsuch is the closest thing that we have to an actual libertarian sitting on that court. I really do. Yeah, 
Um, I think he. I think if he had his druthers, he's a libertarian. Could you not make that same argument for Alito or um, Clarence Thomas? No, I think they're just straight up conservatives. Okay. Like I, I like I. I think they're just straight up GOP Republican. Like they have that that bona fides. I think Neil Gorsuch is just a straight up libertarian. He believes in civil liber- civil libertarianness, right? Um, I, I just firmly believe that. But I point to you, John Roberts. He gave us Obamacare, right? He somehow yeah. decided that they had a power that is not enumerated to them in the Constitution. So to the point that I'm trying to make here, I also present to you the White House tells businesses to ignore the federal court order that has halted Biden's vaccine mandate over, quote, grave constitutional issues. So, Pat, if you are saying that we should ignore the Supreme Court when it comes to, I don't know, nullification of Roe versus Wade, right? If we should just ignore that. If the states should just continue to do what they're doing, right? If Texas or Mississippi or Alabama or whoever comes up with, um, you know, an abortion law, Missouri or Illinois, like that'll ever happen. But if they were to ever come up with a pro-life anti-Roe versus Wade deal, okay, to your point, why would the Biden administration's don't listen to the federal court here stance be wrong. And furthermore, if we are saying don't listen to the court, which I think I'm okay with, does it not go both ways? And if that is the case, do we not live in a banana republic? And in which case, do we not live out a civil war? That's a fair point that I did not even think of. Um, I and I, which I appreciate, by the way. I think the thing is, and this, this is where I ultimately come down on it, is when the federal court does wrong. In which case, striking down this pro-life legislation would be wrong. It it, it flat out would be wrong. Why should we listen to them? That goes for not just for the federal court, by the way. This goes for any branch of government. When you do wrong, when you actually do something that is morally apprehensible, why should the American public ever listen? And you probably just made the best argument on why we should. So... I think I made the legal argument Mm -hmm. and what you're making is the moral argument. And I think they're different. They are different. Now I will say this though, to the woke set, to the, um, take the jab, shut up, fear riddled or fear addled, however you want to put it crowd. That's out there when it comes to COVID-19 right now. Okay. When it comes to that crowd, 
do they think this is legal? Do they think that this is a legal issue, a moral issue, or a political issue? I would argue most think it's political. I would say to the crowd that is so fear-addled, that is so, mm. so in that that mindset. It's mm. not about that for them. They believe it is a moral issue. So, why I asked these two questions as a juxtaposition to each other is because we see Roe versus Wade as a moral issue, right? Right. Does the other side see it as a moral issue? No. Okay. That is the problem that we come down to if you want to critically think through this. If we are going to say, because the issue is moral, right? We have an obligation to stand up against immorality, right? What is immoral? Victorian England would tell you divorce or um, leaving your husband as a woman, um, birthing out of wedlock, drinking as a woman. We're all immoral. Would we think that today? Now, I personally would argue that divorce is a very, very serious moral issue. One that I don't believe it's right for me to judge, but as a Catholic, it is a mortal sin. Unless you are taking these, these vows lightly, in which case are you not mocking God? But, but my overall point in this, Pat, is morality changes. Should it? Probably not necessarily. Are we talking about the basic Ten Commandments? If laws violate those Ten Commandments, do we or do we not have the obligation as Christians, as moral individuals to stand up against them? That, my friend, is where you win, for me, this Roe versus Wade morality argument. Because for me, it is, thou shall not kill. It's as simple as that. Thou shall not kill. You have created a moral sin. And a moral sin codified into law. It's partly why I believe that the death penalty shouldn't exist. I also believe the death penalty shouldn't exist because, well, we have a very difficult time proving guilt or innocence in this country. But my overarching point with all of this, Pat, is that we see the argument over COVID-19 as a personal medical issue, right? They Correct. see it as a grave, put it as one of the Ten Commandment type issues. If we get to the point where 
we're cool with nullifying the course. And I'm not saying I am for or against the strategy here, okay? But if we're okay with nullifying the court orders, right? We have to be okay with the other side wanting it too. It is a double-edged sword, right? So if you've got Alabama and Missouri violating these things, hmm. Now, the other part of this argument is this, but Andy, sanctuary states, are they already not nullifying federal orders and, and laws? Yes. Yes, they yes, are. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. The decriminalization of marijuana. Technically, it is a violation of federal law. The feds are just looking the other way, by and large. But they could go into that legal pot shop and raid it tomorrow if they wanted to. They're violating federal law. It's part of the reason why a lot of these uh, these companies have a very hard time keeping bank accounts. Because the business that they're doing business with would be on the hook for housing illegal money on a federal level. It, it, it's a very sticky situation overall. I don't know where I come down on this because of that double-edged sword, right? Are we damned if we do and damned if we don't? On the one hand, they're already doing it. On the other hand, if we start doing this, have we not proved their point all along? And do we not live in an outright civil war society at that point? How do you function as a unified nation, if you will, if you can just do whatever the hell you want as a state government, damn the consequences. And oh, by the way, the, the federal government has now told you. So for instance, could a municipality violate a Supreme Court order? If the Supreme Court of the state of Wisconsin said, guess what? No. Or the Supreme Court of the state of Illinois said, no, you can't do vac vaccine mandates on private employees, employers in the state. And the city of Chicago said, tough hooey. We're going to do it anyway. If you want to operate in our city, if you want a business license to operate in our city, you're, we're going to make this a, a requirement. Take it down to its lowest level what kind of a society do we actually live in and here's why you don't fight it this way for me because if you live in that type of a society you are giving the socialist their blueprint for that total transformation because it is at that point complete and total chaos and in that chaos comes that order, right? Because what do people <clears throat> always crave, Pat? 
Control. Control and order. Mm. Somebody is going to fill that vacuum in the chaos. And you can't let the left be that. And I would suggest you can't let government be that. You must let individual liberty be that. You must have a liberty mindset. You must be in control as much as possible over your own life. It is the only way for us to avoid an out-and-out civil war because we see government of Chicago versus government of Peoria or government of Chicago versus the government of Milwaukee or, or whatever, right? We're going to see city after city, city going after city, or rural versus urban, or Illinois versus Indiana, or are we going to see coalition of red states versus coalition of blue states? How does it play itself out? And out of that, where do we land? Where do we land? And furthermore, Pat, and we've talked about this a little bit, and maybe we'll get into this in just a moment or two here, but I want you to think about journalists' role in all of this. And are they sowing more chaos? Are they, quote unquote, doing the job that they should be doing and being neutral arbiters of the truth? Are they doing any of those things? I don't know. But I want you people, I don't have the answer as to whether or not this is the path forward. The only answer I do have is if we can watch Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh go full on in support of Roe versus Wade. And I'm not talking about the Texas law, by the way, because I think that Texas law is a different scenario than, let's say, what's going on in Mississippi, right? If they take that Mississippi law and strike it down, don't ever listen to a conservative legal group again. Don't ever. Now, one of the aspects that we have not talked about, Pat, when it comes to this, these arguments over nullification of the Supreme Court or nullification of court order when it comes to these types of big issues in our society. One thing that we have not talked about, and this is going to be the theme of this week, is the big lie of journalism, right? And on Monday's show, what did we talk about when it came to journalism, Pat? You're making me have to remember all the way back to Monday now? How dare you? Oh, yeah, um, 48 hours ago, Pat. I, I know, I know. And so much has happened in within that 48 hours that it's like, crap. Um, we, we talked about basically their, you know, the manipulation of the media, right? And And the lie that is the media, that they have these agendas, that they aren't necessarily out there to tell the truth, but to push their own belief system upon everyone. Yeah, and the big lie that mm. journalism has told us over the years is that they were ever arbiters of truth. Correct. That's the lie. So I want I want you to think about this as we talk about this topic of nullification, right? And that and the issues that are in front of us, right? Because ask yourself this, where are you getting your information from? 
Are you getting it from reading the Salt Lake Bee, perhaps, or the Chicago Tribune or New York Times or Los Angeles Times or uh, what, the San Francisco Chronicle or, you know, name a name a newspaper or a website? Um, are you getting it from, I don't know, CNN.com, right, or FoxNews.com? Let's use either either side of the aisle here. Let's think about that. Okay, so you're getting information, right? They're, they're telling you a story. There's a reason they call them stories or articles. Mostly stories. You have to understand the framework of which they are telling these stories. They are telling them through the lens of their politics. They are going to rosy up their side and black rose, if you will, the other side. Right? So when we talk about this, the, these concepts, when we talk about the vaccine mandate, Ask yourself where you're getting the information you're hearing. Do we all, Pat, have time to look up all the original source material? No. Nobody has that kind of time. Therein lies the problem. Because, and hear me out on this, Pat, what is the other part of the equation when it comes to a civil society working. It's that not that they trust their institutions. It's that they can verify their institutions. This whole concept, trust but verify, right? Should we have trust in the institutions of, I don't know, the FBI, let's say? We should. But we have a case here in front of us in which we should have been able to verify. And I am talking about the Russian collusion, what is now 100% a hoax, Pat. 100%. Now, I'm going to ask you a very, very important question. How were we supposed to verify that story? I don't know that there is a way to truly verify that story. There and, is. And, and hear me out. And, and but here's, but here's my, here's my reason why. Um, how how manipulated has it been by the media? And if and if we're solely relying on the media on this, can we verify it? I I, I don't think so. And pick your alphabet letter institution as well with all the issues that have gone on with them over the last few years, can mm -hmm. we really trust them to, to help us verify this? I don't think so, but you're saying that there is a way that we can verify it. And I'm curious to what your answer would be to, to do so here. Well, Pat, I'm actually glad that you asked that because there's not just one. There are two ways that we could have gotten verification. Number one is Journalists actually doing journalism, 
right? Because what what have we been told journalism is? Seeking out the facts, right? And then telling right. us what said facts are. Now, when it came to the Steele dossier and the Russian collusion story, what would the job of a journalist be other than to verify the veracity of the claims in said Steele dossier? Correct? To dig Correct. and dig mm -hmm. and dig until they found out what the truth was then publish the story or not. Or, more importantly, if this was fake, that's the freaking story, right? That a politician named Hillary Clinton and her campaign made up out of whole cloth an entire narrative in an attempt to win an election to accuse the other side of being in cahoots with the enemy, right? And the, the enemy attempting to steal an election. And the root of that entire accusation was complete and total bullshit. Would that or would that not be the story? Well, that's the story that Many intrepid reporters of the right were telling you, but there's the problem, right? They had an agenda. Their agenda was to get Donald Trump elected and to save Donald Trump's ass, right? Everything that Donald Trump did to the, the MAGA Forever media was from on high, could do no wrong. You and I were not in that camp when he did, you know, the, the famous good Trump, bad Trump, right? Right. Now, the other <clears throat> institution, the other way that there could have been verification, there was a, a, a thing that happened in our government, Pat. Um, I think it was called a, an investigation, right? I mean, I guess if you want to call it that, sure. Okay. Well, I would argue that the investigation was, well, I know that it's all politics, right? I know that and you know that. But there is a way in which, <clears throat> because this investigation was supposed to include both sides, right? in which the veracity of the claims being made could have been adjudicated. Except for it wasn't, right? Because we knew that this was all politics. More importantly, what we also knew is that the media plus the politicians on one side of the aisle were always on the same team. Not team truth. Team power. I want you to hear Adam Schiff, after the person who gave the Steele dossier its veracity, has been arrested, indicted, for making the whole bleeping thing up, Pat. Listen to Adam Shifty Schiff. 
Listen to him talk about this. And, and there are key words that I hope you pick up on. But go ahead and listen to him. So I want to ask you about something that's in the news a lot right now. Um, you've been really prolific over the past few years being the head of the Intel Committee, and you've defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, and we know last week the main source of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Well, first of all, whoever lied to the FBI or lied to Christopher Steele should be prosecuted, mm -hmm. uh, and they are. Uh, and <clears throat> unlike in the Trump administration, if they're convicted, they should go to jail, not be pardoned. Mm -hmm. uh, so Donald Trump pardoned Roger Stone for lying. He pardoned Michael Flynn for lying. Uh, if people lied to the FBI, they should go to jail. Um, but at the beginning of the Russian investigation, I said that any allegations should be investigated. We couldn't have known, for example, people were lying to Christopher Steele. So it was proper to investigate them. And let's not forget what we learned in that investigation. We learned that the Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was giving internal polling data, campaign polling data to Russian intelligence while Russian intelligence was helping the Trump and campaign. And to be clear, he was fired halfway through the campaign. Well, he may have been fired, yeah. but the, the effort to get Russian help continued and even beyond the effort to get Russian help. But you the may president have also spread Russian disinformation get... yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee Chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. Well, I completely disagree with your premise. Uh, it's one thing to say allegations should be investigated, and they were. Mm -hmm. It's another to say that we should have foreseen in advance that some people were lying to Christopher Steele, which is impossible, of course, to do. I ended it there on purpose, Pat. What did you pick up on? Talked about lying, right? <clears throat> in, in allegations um, that, that should be investigated. Um, shouldn't Adam Schiff also be investigated? Yeah, that's part of the, the, the problem mm. here is that what he's saying is that it was okay that I lied because I didn't do my job. Right. Okay? The thing that I picked up on and that a lot of people missed in all of that is that he claims it's impossible for them to have investigated the source of the material. That's not true either. That's not true at all. That was your bleeping job, you hack you absolute political hack that is exactly what your investigation should have been able to do um <clears throat> yes um um andrew coppins from whatever district in illinois uh-huh uh -huh. yes mm -hmm. you have a question i have five minutes no um, <laughs> yes, I, I would like to know, um, Christopher Steele, as you are in front of us today, um, who gave you XYZ information? Thank you. I have no further questions at this time. I yield back my balance of time. Why? How hard is that? Why do you ask that question? Because then you get to subpoena the person who gave him allegedly that information. In which now you get to, wait for it, wait, wait for it, Pat. Investigate the veracity of the claim. That is the point of a 
mother bleeping investigation <laughs> is even hear me out. If a mm. person were to, I don't know, Pat, you murdered your wife last night, didn't you? No. Prove me wrong. Okay. Oh, wait, isn't that should shouldn't the police and, and hear me out, right? If I went mm. and and made that allegation, right? Mm-hmm. That Pat Oni murdered Mrs. Pat in her sleep last night. Can't believe we're going down this road, but okay. If I were to make that allegation to the police, uh-huh. what in the blue hell would the police first do? They would come to my house and ask about my wife. No, even before that. Hmm. They wouldn't even go to your house. Wouldn't they call? Wouldn't they try to like? They would try to contact Mrs. Pat, right, <laughs> to see if Mrs. Pat is around. Number two, they would investigate the veracity of the claim that I just made, and that would include probably going to your home and then seeing Mrs. Pat alive and well. And my claim was complete and utter bullshit. Mm-hmm. The dude cannot abide this concept. And thus is the problem that we have in our society. And thus is the problem with journalism. You can't trust any of it. Whether that's... Now, I would argue that the Daily Wire is actually proving to be much more of a journalistic uh, force than anything that's coming from the New York Times or the Chicago Tribune or, or any of these supposed Washington Post or whatever, right? Democracy dies in yeah. darkness. Okay. Did you do anything about the veracity of these claims? No. You took the claim and then made a story and created an entire narrative around it. This is what journalists and what the media has done for time infinitum. Time in memoriam. This is what they have been doing. And the lie, again, people, the lie that they have told you is not that um, that they're not slanted. That's not the lie. We know that they are slanted, that they have an agenda. The lie has been that we should trust them as arbiters of the truth. That they were ever going to be neutral. That is the lie. That is 100% the lie that they told. They created their own narrative about who they are. Because here's here's the rub of the history of journalism from the time that the freaking printing press was invented to today. Every newspaper, every pamphlet, every newsletter, every magazine, every whatever has always had an agenda. But prior to, let's say, the 1920-ish era, okay, we'll get into this later this week. Prior to that, Pat, everybody knew 
where every paper stood. The Times of London. Straight up journalism, right? Mm. Okay. The Sun. Tabloid bullcrap. The Star. Tabloid bullcrap. Um, you know, you knew where a certain newspaper stood because it had a viewpoint that it was trying to send out to the world, right? It had a lens, but everybody knew what that lens was. The lie that they told you is that you should believe that we don't have a lens. It's not that they, they were telling us that they are not slanted. It's that we're neutral arbiters. They lied to us because they, they were doing the same thing that they've always been doing. They put a different packaging on it. Why did they do it? That's a whole different story for a whole different day. But I want you to remember that. We bought the lie. The lie that they are going to have our best interests at heart. That we concede our ability to do our own trust but verify. We ceded our civic duty to that institution. We did that because we bought their lie. And they told us that lie because their old style was starting to lose them money. They had to repackage who they are. And once they did that, they became even more powerful in our society. It's time you take that power back for yourself. And what does that mean? It means that you demand that these people show their bleeping work. That's what it means. It means that you demand that they show you sources. It demands that you and I pay attention. Whether that is paying attention through the dinner table conversation, whether that's paying attention to whom is telling you what information, paying attention to what politicians are saying and doing, we are a society that is so lazy when it comes to our civic responsibility. We have no greater responsibility than to our fellow man. We have no greater responsibility than being able to know the truth, to tell the truth, to honor the truth. And when we cede our power to these types of individuals and these types of institutions, what we are saying is, do what you may. We're cool with it. This is an us problem. Now, Pat, I think it's time for us to have a little bit of fun here. I, I really do. Can we get into the real journalism now? Sure. Okay. And by the way, Pat, um, I, did you enjoy your Christmas present for me? I, I did. I did. I started looking at it already, and it, uh, I was laughing a lot. My I wife can't stop and my mom, laughing. who's actually in town visiting, didn't, didn't understand. 
Parents just don't understand, right? They just, they just don't understand. Right, Fresh Prince? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for today's headline? I'm about as ready as I am to turn 40. So not ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. But hit me anyway. Now that he sold now that he sold the Pfizer vaccine, here are 10 more upcoming product endorsements from Big Bird. <laughs> now that he sold the Pfizer vaccine, here are 10 more upcoming product endorsements from Big Bird. Is this the B or not the B? And folks, I don't know about y'all. But being that it is Wednesday and being that it's already felt like a long week already. I, I I need to pick me up. I'm sure many of you need to pick me up. I mean, it is hump day. We're halfway whoa, through. Whoa, whoa, where are you going with this? This American Pride Roasters, bro. Okay, oh, good. <laughs> Why'd you have to mention hump day and pick me up? <laughs> Dude. PG-13, not R-rated. Hey, this is PG-13? Come on. Get your head out of the gutter. Look, all I'm saying, folks, is if, if you need that pick-me-up to get you through the rest of the week, go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. They've got all sorts of great flavors over there. Um, all sorts of, They've even got coffee drops and things like that if you're into that sort of thing. Um, but they've got all sorts of great traditional flavors. Some flavors are a little bit more experimental, but they are all verifiably of the utmost quality. And all you got to do is go to AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Now, Pat, how dare you talk about Watson's white caramel chocolate blend like that? I Are you wasn't saying that uh, American Pride Roasters experimented on the lone um, no, black no, host no. on uh, Mojo 5 Radio? No, no, that's not what I said at all. Um, I was actually, when it comes to experimental flavors, I was referring more to like Izzo's Rage or Ron's Sexual Chocolate. I was talking more of something like that. Okay. Just, just yeah. you know, verifying. Just, just verifying. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The veracity just of your verify. Mm-hmm. All right. So, being that the Babylon Bee and Not the Bee are both intrepid sites for journalism now. <laughs> is this the or commentary. Not the uh, this is not no I'm just kidding this is definitely the Babylon Bee <laughs> definitely the Babylon Bee but somehow uh, some way we're going to get the, these things to happen I just know it yeah uh-huh. uh-huh well um, you are correct this is the Babylon Bee I thought I'd give you a softball today since you've been struggling lately well it is um, also my birthday so thank you I appreciate the gift well, yeah, and, and happy birthday by the way mm. so um, the big 4-0 so um, the gray hair says, yeah, and definitely 40. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, here's here's number one for you. The brand new cereal Pfizer O's. Every bowl is equivalent of the additional COVID booster. The FDA says it's balanced part of your complete breakfast. Cool. Number two, Pfizer's watermelon flavored puberty blocker chewables. Oh, God. Change your gender without sacrificing taste. Three, <laughs> lead... Lead finger paint set or lead finger paint set. This is a great way to boost your child's immunity to lead poisoning made in China. Four, Communist Manifesto, illustrated children's edition. It's never too early to introduce your kids to the greatest political ideology on earth, a great alternative to Tuttle Twins books. Five, 
<laughs> Fisher Price's My First Pregnancy Test. When they even come in pink and blue, depending on whether your pregnant child is a man or a woman. Six, waterboarding kit. A great way for kids to learn how to treat enemies of the state. Seven, COVID heroes trading cards. Fauci, Whitmer, Newsom, collect them all. Eight, injectable sugar. A great way to boost your energy on the go. Nine, <laughs> Afghanistan withdrawal Lego set. Reenact Biden's heroic withdrawal from the Afghanistan a, and decide who gets left behind. Ten, a government-issued satellite phone for reporting your parents to the state. Don't let them get away with mask violations on your watch. Oh, man. By the way, I just opened up to a random page in the book to show my wife uh, yesterday. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And it was like the guide to climate change. Oh, oh my. my God. By the way, po folks, uh, starting next week, we will um, be replacing the be or not to be with uh, segments of us just reading from the book because it is that hilarious. The illustrations alone are great, Pat. Because oh, yeah. they took the the stick figures from the website and put them in the book, and it's fantastic. Mm -hmm. But by the mm -hmm. way, Pat, um, it is also a uh, WTF Wednesday. It is. So I have an idea. We have scant little time. Hit us with your best or worst shot. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go with the world of sports here. Oh, no. Yeah. College football chairman or college football playoff chairman backs Canada being ranked over Michigan State despite Michigan State beating Canada. Because, by the way, according to them, Canada is the better team. On that note, Pat, your final thoughts. Uh, don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. Michigan State will always be better than Canada. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. And as always, Matthew 547. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.